Welcome to another episode of Threads of Enlightenment. And you guys have been following me for years. You know how I do it here. I like to take the time first to welcome our guests because I find them very precious. The things that they're bringing that I feel that they're bringing to us are very precious. Number one is their time. The time is um, such a precious commodity that many of us misuse it. We don't understand the value that is given to every single man on this planet. It is the same amount of time and what we do with it is based on our understanding of the value of it. And so I want to thank Ian for coming and spending some of this quality time and commodity with us. The other is his journey. That journey housed so much information and wisdom, knowledge, pain, all of that that made Eon the man he is today. And so we want to thank him for allowing us an entrance into that journey so that you and I can become better human spirits as we gain insight from his conversation with us. Eon, thank you so much for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. Well, Ken, thank you for having me on. And I, I count it a privilege always to be able to share the things that I have been given. You know, we're all given a lot of access to various different bodies of information and different levels of wisdom. And depending on how we have gone down our, in, you know, through our journey, we, we are either ascending or descending <clears throat> into, you know, wherever we're going to go. So where, where I'm catching you yeah. today and where you're catching me today is where we are. And so I want to share information with your audience that will be of a great benefit to them. And in the preliminaries, you were mentioning to me about the importance of a position as a servant. And what I found out yeah. is that the position of servant is the highest position that anyone could ever have in this lifetime. Because when we are in the, in the mode of service, we're bringing value to people for them. We're not looking for recognition for ourselves because that's the, the programming that I was in to always look, you know, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Whereas now yeah. it's what's in it for you and what's in it for everyone else. And once I found that, that that was the actual way that we are living on this earth, then we're able to receive very valuable information that is game-changing and life-changing and enhancing our experience here because we're only here for a little while. And while we're here, we want to become the most valuable possible on the earth to those around us. And, you know, just like take a look at your life. If you go back 10 years from now, how much more valuable you are today than you were 10 years ago. So yeah. if you're here for another 10 years, another 10 years after that, and you keep adding another 10 years, it goes into this yeah. exponential curve of value that you can't even estimate anymore. There's no measurable. It's so valuable that it becomes into the priceless realm. And one of the things that was very upsetting to me when I was 46 years old, which is now almost 20 years ago, I turned 65 on June the 7th, just in a couple of weeks. And when I was 46, my body had aged so rapidly that I was going to be exited around 49 years old, just before turning 50, based on the medical prognosis at the time. And what that woke me up to and enlightened me around was that everything I knew and all the things that I was doing and all my thinking 
was extremely flawed because why would I be losing my body with a big tumor and heart disease and uh, liver numbers that were off the charts that they didn't even know how I was alive. I was like, so how on earth did this happen? And when these things come, they come quickly. You know, they take mm-hmm. years and years to, to get there. But when they show up, the alarms go off and my body was just <clears throat> going out of control. And I was going to actually be disconnected from this physical world because of losing my physical yeah. body. And we all know that we are tripartite beings. We are a soul. We don't have one. We are a soul. And we have a body we live in yeah. and we have a spirit that keeps our body lit up. And when the spirit leaves this body, the body is finished. It no longer functions. And then we're standing there without this physical presence, which disconnects us from this dimension. And I couldn't even believe that that was happening. Um, So talk to us. Um, I agree with the things that you just discussed, that we are a soul because the Bible tells us that when uh, the Holy Spirit prayed into man, they became... The difference was that this creature became a speaking soul. And so um, I want to go back into your childhood when you were, uh, I call it the first unit, the first location by which we are um, residing in. And much of our programming begins there and it moves forward into all the other arenas that are trying to get our attention to uh, program us, which is educational system, religion, uh, society, all the other entities out there that are programmers. But the first location is the family unit. What was your family like, uh, that unit like, uh, Ian, um, growing up as a young man? Well, I was born into a family. I was the youngest out of five children. My parents were deeply religious. Uh, They followed Mm -hmm. a version of Christian faith. And as we know now today, there are around 37,000 different versions of what Christianity is and about what a Christian life is and the the interpretation of the Bible or the understanding of what the Bible is trying to tell us and our relationship with God. And that becomes extremely confusing when you have that many different sects and versions and right. So this particular one was called Exclusive Brethren. And it was a little church where mm-hmm. they didn't allow musical instruments because they were of the devil. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. they, wow. they had a very a legalistic approach to the Bible as an external rule. So the Bible lists all these different things yeah. that you're supposed to measure up to. And if you didn't, then you were failing. Mm-hmm. And if you did, you were succeeding. And so it was, uh, the programming was very, very deep. And it was uh, kind of generic in a lot of ways, but there are different men. The particular man they followed was John Darby. And he had different theological understandings and doctrinal teachings that they followed closely. And so I went through that. And by the time I became a teenager, I realized that a lot of the things that I was being told seemed not to be the case. Uh, So I was told that all these things, all the pleasures of the world were very, very evil. They were very dark. They were terrible. They were all satanic Mm -hmm. and they were, don't go, don't do them because it'll be, you'll, you will not like it. And what I found out was the exact opposite that all the pleasures of the world were fun 
and that people were doing them because they wanted to feel good. And yeah, I didn't understand the price attached at the time. Yeah, that there are things you can do that are pleasurable that have a price attached, or you can in, engage in things that are pleasurable that have a reward attached. And so yeah. I was just being told about the price attached ones and how terrible they were, but found out they were huge amounts of fun and very enjoyable and very yeah. gratifying. But the price was very high, which no one can afford. So it was like a reverse psychology thing. If my parents would have simply told me, hey, <laughs> you know, people aren't, aren't out there drinking and smoking and involved in sexual things and those things because they're bad people. They're doing it because they want to feel good yeah. and they want to feel part of something that's enjoyable. And but there's a massive price attached. So when things are done out of order yeah. and when you keep having toxic thoughts or toxic actions or toxic substances coming into your system, they're going to they're going to harm yeah. you. And you're not going to feel the harm for a while because there's a principle yeah. of sowing and reaping. And it's yes. irrevocable. If you sow these certain seeds and nurture these certain things, you are going to have a harvest. And so by the time I was 21 so, years old, <clears throat> I realized, wow, I don't like the way yeah. things are going. This is not cool. Yeah. I don't like all these results <laughs> I'm getting. Right? And so I stopped yeah. everything at that point, like no more smoking cigarettes, no more alcohol, wow. no more, no more pot, no more anything. Cause I gone into that realm and had rejected the idea that they were bad, but then I found out that they were extremely harmful and they were very toxic. Yeah, and let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. When you made that decision that no more, what was happening in your life around that time um, that brought you to that decision where you say, you said no more? What was going on in your life? Well, I think there was grace being dropped onto me in a way that was, I was mm -hmm. able to, because I was hanging around all these people who were doing all these things. I was working in the oil field. It was a, yes. <clears throat> a very hedonistic, very pleasure-based uh, lifestyle. And I started to see deterioration amongst my peers. Things weren't going well for them. Hmm. They were having problems. Yeah. And I saw them getting worse. And the, the worse they got, the more they did. And I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. I felt that it was, it was slowing me down. It was making me not as intelligent. I was, I was you know, I, I noticed my body was not functioning as well as it should have been. I was having lung problems. Mm -hmm. I was often ill. I would get flus and sore throats and colds and my skin was bad. And there was a lot of things I didn't like. And I just thought, I don't want to keep yeah. going with them. Like they're, they're going down yeah. the tubes over there. And we were young. I thought 21 was old, wow. <laughs> right? You know, you wow, think, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> so, it was just like, what's going on? Uh, what I didn't have a clue about, well, I didn't actually know yeah. what was killing me. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. Most people do not know what's killing them physically. And I also yeah. didn't understand the importance of self care of taking responsibility for mm. myself and saying, hold yeah. it. I think I'm the problem. <clears throat> so I didn't understand that. Yeah. I just, I stopped doing all mm. the super toxic stuff, but I worked in the oil field for mm. 17 years. And during that time, my body yeah. was super poisoned with lead 
because of exposure to yeah. the industrial elements that I was, you know, exposed to. And also yeah. the food, I didn't care what I ate. I ate whatever I wanted. I, I never, I didn't know anything about detoxification. I didn't understand, you know, being meditative and thinking and being more careful. I was being more careless yeah. and I was mm -hmm. not, I just wasn't paying attention. So at 46 years old, when all the alarms went off at once, I had this big tumor in the bottom of my abdomen. It's like, wow, how, why do I have that? So the, I go to the doctors in Toronto and the yeah. specialists, and I would ask them, why do I have this? Because all they don't want to know why. They don't care why. They just say, this is what you yeah, got yeah. going on. These are the so, remedies. Yeah. We have to cut that out. We have to put this drug in here. You've got to take this treatment. You've got to, it was like barbaric. And when I was 20 years old, one of the things that did affect me back 2021 is in September of 1978. So I had just turned 20 yeah. in that June. Both of my uncles on my mom's side, her two brothers, she only had two brothers and no sisters. And my mom lived a very clean life. She never drank or smoked or anything. Her brothers drank and smoked and partied and had their fun in life. They both yeah. died two days apart in September 1978, both of cancer, one at 51 years old and one at 54 wow. years old. And that was a massive impact on the family and me. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. they, they're gone. They died. They, they were given a diagnosis only within the year before of their death. They followed all mm -hmm. the instructions of the doctors. They both died right on time. And it just like, and here, here I am now at 46 years old. 26 years went by like that. And here I'm yeah. facing the same thing. Yeah. And I'm talking same to doctors thing, yeah. in Toronto, and now it's 2004, not 1978. And I'm being told the yeah. same thing. I thought, are there no changes? Is this like, <laughs> I got to do what I'm told, then I'm going to die? And if I don't do what I'm told, wow. I'm going to die sooner? And I just kept asking the question, why? Can you guys tell me why I am in the condition so I am? <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. I mean, when you're asking, when you're asking them, because I came out of the um, conventional medical field uh, arena, if you will, not field. Um, when you were asking them why, Ian, what was their response to you? What did they say uh, with their collective knowledge in that particular arena at that time? Well, what I found out is they don't have time to do any kind of individual analysis on family history and this and this and that. they would look at a like a cursor cursory view. But the thing that I had as a little bit of a, uh, you know, Trojan horse thing was that my brother, yeah. who is my oldest brother, he was a medical doctor for 30 years. He's a GP and he mm -hmm. also had a clinic. He was a coroner. He had 11 doctors working for him. He had seen thousands of patients come through his clinic. So if something would come up over my life, which was never major, I would phone him and he would give me good advice. Yeah. Well, when this happened, yeah. I'm like, oh, like, wow. Okay. <laughs> so I phoned my brother, I told him all this stuff. He goes, listen, you just follow exactly what you're being told. You do not play around. Because I kept wow. asking him, like, why? I said, is this something I'm doing? He goes, it's not what you're doing. You're like everybody else around you. You're not doing anything different. You don't, you don't drink. You don't smoke. You're not doing, you're not partying. You have, you have mm. genetic predisposition. He said, you look like Uncle Don, my uncle who died at 51. Wow. And he, his cancer was so wow. deep and vast. 
that he didn't go down to a skeleton like my other uncle. He died looking robust. He was so full of cancer. And he said, it's all genetic predisposition because he said, I've had thousands of patients. I've seen, you know, hundreds of my own. And I I watched Mm -hmm. all of them. And whether they were eating, you know, out of the dumpster and partying their face off, some of them lived till 94. Others who were eating organic and juicing and being health conscious, they died at 35. It does. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's only genetic predisposition. He said, "I can tell you, I, I'm on the ground seeing this every day." And I said, mm-hmm. "Okay, so genetic predisposition. You're basically <laughs> telling me that I'm slotted for this, and I'm not yeah, going to die." <laughs> basically, right. And so you better pay attention yeah. because you don't want to die in a year. You want to at least make another three years. And I, I yeah, told yeah. him, I said, "That doesn't do any good for me whatsoever." Telling me that does not work because mm-hmm. I'm no, like I don't accept that. I said, <laughs> I think yeah. that it's me. I think that I am doing something yeah. that has caused this. He goes, no, don't go down that road. He says, when you start blaming yourself and you start freaking out yeah. and you're getting all anxious and all worried, it's going to, it's going to accelerate it. So don't do that. And I said, so you're telling me, that no matter what I'm eating or drinking or doing whatever is irrelevant that I'm just, wow. Okay. So I don't, I don't like that. And I am going to find out what's going on. And so I told him, I want to find out, I want to go into the natural realm. I want to talk to people. I think there's people on this earth who know, I don't know who they are or where they are or how mm-hmm. to find them, but I want to be led. And I need, he goes, you're, you're committing suicide. He phoned my mom and told me, Oh yeah, Ian's committing suicide. Oh. So, He's being, you know, he's going down, he's going to the snake oil world, right? Yeah. All these snake oil salespeople, that's what yeah. he called everybody. All right. And he always referred to, <laughs> you have to have double blind, placebo controlled, randomized studies before you know what's going to yeah. work or what isn't going to work. You go into that supplement realm, you go talk to yeah. these naturopaths, you do all that stuff, snake oil. They have no validity. They've done no yeah. double blind, placebo controlled, randomized studies. I heard that till ad nauseum. Anyway, <laughs> when that all happened, yeah. I told everyone in the family, I said, please give me a break. I need 24 months. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this with any of you for 24 months. And I desperately prayed and asked for leadership. I asked to be led yeah. to people. I knew it. I knew it. I woke up one morning and I knew there were people on this earth somewhere who had the, not just knowledge, but the top level knowledge, like if you're going to yeah. go and do something, if, if you had access to do anything, learn how to play a violin or learn how to play a piano or learn about health or learn about business or learn about finance or learn about whatever you're going to learn about, you always want to be accessible to people who have all done the work. They've done a lifetime of work on brain health or digestive mm-hmm. health or whatever it is you're going to pursue. Yeah. You want the top level because what I found out is you have things that are good, things that are great, mm-hmm. things that are greater, and then the things that are the absolute greatest are way up here. And it takes the least amount yeah. of time, energy, effort, and resources to do the top thing. It's just the way that it works. Yeah. But I was, I was still in a quandary because I had I'd just gone bankrupt. I had had a total business yeah. meltdown. It was totally bankrupt. This is 2004. Lost my health. I didn't know who these people are. I didn't know where they are and I didn't know how to find them. And if I wasn't going to be led, I would never, ever, ever be able to do it. You could have given me $10 trillion 
in 2004 and told me to go yeah. find these people, I never would have found them because I had to be humbled. I had to crash entirely in order to come out of there and go, whoa, okay. If I'm not led and if I am, and if I am led and if I do meet these people, I will listen and I will do whatever I'm told. I will do whatever it takes. Any amount of money, time, energy, if you don't have money, I don't know, right? I would do whatever yeah. it takes. If I had to suffer at whatever level, I would suffer at whatever level. If I had to have as much fun as required, I would do that too. I was just open and willing to go. And that was the breaking point. Because once that happened, wow. right, there was this slow so iteration. That prayer was answered yeah. continuously. Mm -hmm. And it was just slow. So for, fortunately, wow. in, that, in that next 36 months, which would have been my demise, I did nothing yeah. with doctors. I stopped 100%. I was terrified of everything that they were offering me. I would not let them touch me. Yeah. They would phone my house. Hey, we scheduled you for this. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not showing up. Please don't call me back. And that's the way it went. And I found out that, that even specialists, I would be sent to a specialist. They were guessing. They were wrong. Mm -hmm. They didn't listen to me. They assumed that I was doing things I shouldn't do, which I wasn't. And I knew that wasn't the problem, yeah. but they were late and they were trying to prescribe me a drug. So that was the end. That, that, that happened in 2005 to 2006. And then wow. I met enough people soon enough that I, I was able to make that 36 months into about 60 months. And it took me seven years from 2004 to 2011 for my body to be supported enough through detoxification mm -hmm. and proper nutrition and paying attention to have that tumor completely dissolved out of my body. And people say, oh, you're a cancer survivor. And they want to build me up. Oh, you're some kind of a cancer survivor. You're some kind of hero. I go, not a chance. I am not a cancer survivor. Yeah. The diagnosis were incorrect. I found out yeah. that what caused the tumor was a massive fungal infection. On top of that, yeast overgrowth, candida blowouts. Mm -hmm. I was full of heavy metals. I had lead off the charts, mercury, cadmium. I had all kinds of chemicals in my system that, were, that had polluted me, I, that I didn't know how to get rid of. So when I finally learned how to yeah. get rid of all those things, then all of those things that were showing up as real symptoms were gone. Mm -hmm. And, and when I was then, when I was after that first 60 months, so instead of being dead in 36 months, I was now in, the, in a medical range that could be measured as normal. Yeah. I still had the tumor, yeah. right, in that mm -hmm. five, first five years. It took two more years yeah. for my body to dissolve the tumor, and that's a whole other story. But all the heart disease was gone. My liver numbers mm -hmm. came back to normal. I was like, wow. Yeah. So when I was there, that was in 2011, I got really excited then because then I realized that I had found something and now how far can we go? Because if you're in the medical range, that's normal. Everybody dies average 77 years old in North America. That's, that's the, the number. Yeah. Men and women, average 77. Some people live till 100, not many. Some people die in their 50s, but the average is about 77. So then I stood back. Now I had millions of dollars to work with because I discovered mm -hmm. a product called Oceans Alive in late 2006, mm -hmm. early 2007. And I didn't know that we were even going to have a business. All I knew is that this stuff yeah. made me feel really good. 
And that's why yeah. I called it Oceans Alive. All it was was marine phytoplankton, fresh, harvested, concentrated, and put into a high concentrated yeah. sea mineral solution. I didn't know the power of that. All I could tell, like scientifically, yeah. all I knew is that when I would consume it, it felt like my battery mm -hmm. was being charged up and I felt fabulous. And I was enthusiastic. I was like, why? Wow, I feel so good. I didn't know you could feel this good. And I was still sick during that time. But I felt good. Yeah. And I lost 90 pounds. I was yeah. walking around like a skeleton. It was like, that kind of freaked <laughs> everybody out. And then my body yeah. slowly built back to my correct size. And yeah. I was able to tell people about this. And they're like, well, what is that? Well, I said, I can tell you what it is. But the only way you're going to know what it is, if you take it, just take it. You'll see what I'm talking about. So in the first 24 months out of the basement of our house in Toronto, I because I... I that whole, my whole career was basically done by 2007. And yeah. this little tiny company with a little, little bit of money that I had, we ended up starting to sell this stuff. We would buy some and sell. We did about 2.8 million in sales in the first 24 months out of our basement. Mm -hmm. I had no company set up, no insurance. We had clean rooms. We had little beakers. We have seven children. And they got together and they helped us fill the bottles and put the printed labels on it. The oldest ones were only 21 and 20 at that time. And all the other ones were, were young yeah. all the way down to like eight years old. And, wow. and we did that. And it was like all this money came in. And I knew that that money had to be used for research. I didn't take the money. We left it in bank accounts. Yeah. And we used it to do research. I went, wow, now I have resources. So then it just got better and better. Then we started making $10 million a year. In 2014 was the first year that we actually had the, the, the actual business set up with all the licenses and mm -hmm. all the things properly. We did $10 million in sales that year, all because people were getting results with what I was telling them about. And we were not marketers. We were not big educators. Uh, it was just the beginning of this journey, which is now almost 10 years ago. Wow. So we're, we're let just going to take you back years. a little. Let me take you back a little, Liam, because this is really good. Um, and let me just stop right here and, and give you guys some information about modern medicine. Modern medicine is designed to heal you. Don't tell, I know a lot of people think that modern medicine is designed to heal you. It is not. It is governed by the pharmaceutical. It is designed to keep you sick. That's how they make money, and that's why they sell the medication. The medication keeps you sick in yeah. order to sustain you. Healing is a totally different thing. It comes from the natural side of things and the natural approach of uh, dealing with the human body, um, science, um, it from the natural sense will guide you on the body because the minerals and the lack of and so forth, when you began to look into that, that's where you began to see the shift as you um, notice what minerals is lacking, needing, and you begin to feed the body. The body is a unit that is designed to heal itself. And yeah. we all know this from a cut that we have. So now when you supplement it, with the natural things, the body will heal. So let me go off my pet peeve. Now, here you are, uh, Ian. You are, um, I mean, the news that they're giving to you, and you said, let me shut down everyone. I want to focus a little. 
and you said that you you um, prayed about guidance to bring these people into your life. As guidance began, Ian, who was the first person that showed up? Because we are now looking at you're getting help from the outside, from the spiritual realm, from someone who knows. And I'm curious as to who would be the first person that he would bring into your space to now begin this journey. Do you recall? I'm sure you do. But who and what was their skill set, if you will, of that first person that came into your space once you um, uh, released those words from the core of who you are, which is people we call that prayer. And that's prayer is not from the head. It is from the heart. When you pray that type of prayer, you're going to get some answers. So who was the first one? Because I'm very curious about this. So his name was Bartek. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and what was Bartek's skill set? <laughs> so Bartek was beautiful. a really interesting character. Uh, he, I met him at a Whole Foods in Toronto. I'd never even heard uh -huh. of a Whole Foods store before. But someone <laughs> told me. How did you get there? Well, that's, yeah. that's what's interesting. Yeah. This is like January of 2006. And I, mm -hmm. I was with my son, Anthony, my oldest son. And he was the one that was always telling me how bad shape I was in. He didn't know how sick I was, but he was trying to get me athletically in condition. I was terrible. Yeah. I was like totally blimped out. Anyway, I found out yeah. that there was a plant protein that was made from hemp. And that, that that's the mm -hmm. one to get. And stay away from the animal proteins yeah. at that time. Well, that's not necessarily the truth, but that's what I was told at that time. So it was a cold Saturday morning at about 10 in the morning when Whole Foods opened downtown Toronto. And we were living in the greater mm -hmm. Toronto area. So we drove there. We went to the store. I went down the aisle. We were one of the first customers in the store that morning. And we found yeah. the hemp protein in this tub. Mm -hmm. And we got it. And down the aisle, a little bit further from us, was a guy who was doing something. I just couldn't tell what he was doing. It looked like he was working in the store, but I couldn't tell. Yeah. But anyway, we got the hemp and we turned around and we were going back to the cash register to just buy that and leave. That was our first step. And as we were yeah. walking away with this tub of hemp protein, this guy mm -hmm. that had been down the aisle came walking up behind me and he said, he said, sir, sir. And I thought maybe I dropped my keys or something because right? people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And I turned on. I said, yes. And he said, uh, sir, I was trying to get your attention. I don't know if you noticed, but. I wanted you to come down the aisle and talk to me. He said, I have a little booth down the aisle. Would you come back? And I'd like to tell you some things. He said, you look like you're interested in something here for help. I looked at my oh. son and I thought, this is weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and so we went down back down that aisle to his little booth. He had a little table set up and he was t telling us about a company called Synergy that had these micronutrients that were all made from plant proteins and plant different uh, phyto, yeah. you know, nutrients. And he had another one called New Chapter. So he was representing those two companies. He started going into really simple, really clear information about how the body wants a full spectrum of these nutrients. And, and I just noticed that he looked yeah. really good. Like his skin was perfectly clean. His eyes were clear. He was very articulate. He was intelligent. And so I listened to him like for, for about 15 minutes. And during that time, I told mm -hmm. Anthony, I said, you better go get a cart. 
So he went up and got a cart and we started filling <laughs> it with all these products yeah. that this guy was really selling yeah. me on. And then once, it, mm -hmm. once he was done and I was satisfied that we had got a lot of information, I said to him, I said, and I, I found out his name was Bartek. I said, Bartek, how come you're like, you look so healthy? And I'm, I'm really impressed, actually. And I really yeah. I, I, you know, appreciate you coming in down the aisle and getting us to come back and talk. That's unusual. He goes, yeah, yeah. Well, there was nobody in the yeah. store yet. And, and I was just, I thought for sure you were going to come down the aisle. I said, well, but tell me, how come you're so healthy? Is it from these products? He says, well, the products are part of it. But he said, really, it's a lifestyle. I said, well, what's your lifestyle? Yeah. He goes, well, it's going to seem a little weird to you. But he said, I'm a raw foodist. I go, what's a raw foodist? He goes, yeah. well, I only eat raw food. <laughs> I said, like, you don't cook your food? Yeah. He goes, nope, you don't. <laughs> I don't. I've been doing this for about three years. And he said, uh, and I'm, he was a raw food vegan. So that was his title. Yeah. And I went, oh, well, how does that work? And he goes, well, no, I'm not. I don't have time to, to go into that today. But he said, I'll tell you what, let's go. And so he came with us with our cart full of stuff up to the cashier at the front of Whole Foods. Yeah. And he, he, as we were getting it on the little conveyor to pay for everything, he walked beyond us and he picked this book up called Vitality Magazine. You know, it's a free publication in Toronto. Yeah. And he opened it up to a page and he said, there's this thing called the Total Health Show. It comes in March. Yeah. So two months away. He said, mm -hmm. you got to go to this event. And you go and meet these people. And he pointed out some people in the magazine that I should go and listen to who were speakers at this event. Yeah. He said, you go there. You can learn all that stuff. He said, today is a good start. You're going to go home and you're going to start consuming these products. You're buying just hundreds of dollars worth of stuff. And so anyway, that yeah. was how it started. He was the first one. And that opened up a whole world of people in the Toronto area who then led into California mm -hmm. to go down. And it's just this long story of meeting more and more people. Yeah, all yeah, up. yeah. That's how it all started. That guy. <laughs> that is beautiful, though. That's what I'm curious because I want to um, you mentioned that you had prayed and so I was very curious as to see who would be that first individual that mm -hmm. came in and the skill set of that first in individual and so that's why I wanted to ask it so here you are you bought all these things in the store and um, you obviously he doesn't know it you know it you, uh, that how sick you are mm -hmm. and you take this hundred and something dollars of stuff in, and you began to use it. Um, walk with me right here, Ion, because I know you're going to feel this, the, the stuff that, what started to happen, let me ask you this way, what started to happen to your body as you began to ingest the things that you had picked up from the store? Um, and I want to hold you here, and then we're going to go to the event, and after the event, because I know they're going to educate you and uh, put you towards uh, certain directions as well. But when you started consuming the food and the, the items that you brought, what did you begin to notice in your body from just that beginning? Well, the only thing I really saw during that was it, it felt good to do something new. And it did yeah. give me better, clearer energy during the day, I was still mm -hmm. uh, significantly overweight. And I was mm -hmm. still full of all these problems. 
but it gave yeah. me uh, an enthusiasm. So the more things that I did, the more enthusiastic I got. And I knew these things were good for me. They really were. Yeah. There was a broad spectrum of nutrients. And I noticed that my mm -hmm. skin started to get a different glow. I had a different color to my, my skin because it was not, didn't have a good glow at all. And the pastiness started to go away. And that was, that was only just the first couple of months. I really didn't do much else because I didn't know anything else. And I was very busy at work yeah. also, yeah. Uh, you know, just taking care of the job that I had at that time. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, when March hit, I, then I met all these other similar type people who had yeah. much deeper understanding. But it was like rungs yeah. of the ladder. I, I, I knew that I was just beginning and I had to have the very simple basics to start with. And then yes, it would go up the from start. there. Mm -hmm. And it's having yeah. ears to hear. Yeah. It's like layers of, yes. wow, oh, that, okay, that ties into this. Then I started to find out about detoxification. And then when I, when yeah. I went through that process, wow, that, that was the deepest level suffering time to go to get all the junk out yeah. of my system. I, right, the first I layer of that as well. Yeah, I had to do, uh, when I, I started the, as well, I did the same um h pylori was the the thing that showed up in my life and i remember going to um these doctors and uh the pain my god I, it was absolutely and every time i went they couldn't find anything they didn't tell me anything and um i went and one physician told me go and get a colonoscopy and we'll know what it is and so i did mm -hmm. and sure enough he comes out and he said this is what it is and they gave me an antibiotic uh, treatment I took it, powerful as ever, past the duration of time that they told me, nothing, mm -hmm. Ian, nothing, 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 absolutely nothing. And they were telling me, you need to come back and do it again. And I was like, there's no way I'm going back in there. So right. I remember sitting at my computer and typed in natural cures for H. pylori. And I started doing my research and found out that there was this little thing called Manuka honey from Australia <laughs> and the properties that are within the Manuka honey. And I started to do some research on probiotics and prebiotics and saw what they were doing with the in intestines and so forth. And I ordered some of them uh, from this company. I, I knew this company that was doing some good work. I'd actually, from my research and I saw what they were doing, I ordered those two items. And I remember Eon, when I took them together, I lay down because of what was going on within my body. I felt this surge of, um, and all I can tell people is that I knew there was going on within my, my, my uh, intestines around that area. And I remember having to lay down Ian, and um, to allow it. And I remember the work that I started to do. I remember the, um, cleaning my system and drinking the olive oil for certain amount of days and then this and that and all the kidney stones came out of me. It was just absolutely crazy life. But it was taking natural things that mm -hmm. was out there and is out there that, uh, um, quote unquote, the medical, uh, um, natural, I mean, the uh, medical society that we have out there, these guys are not trained. Their program, as Ian said, uh, to uh, talked about it when he was mentioning his brother, they're programmed a certain way, and they can't step out of that program 
just a few of them are able to do that because um, you know they recognize that there are limitations in there. So here you are, Ian. You're cleaning up, as they said, because there's a lot of toxin when you where you're at, and there's the human body is, is that's what gets us sick, and so uh, which causes the inflammation and all the other things, and just just uh, starts eroding the, the body. And I know you're much more. Uh, knowledgeable in that area because of the study and the and where it, the journey that it took you on to, but uh, here you are beginning to detoxify your body. You know. uh, talk to us right there because I want the audience to understand that um, you got to put in some work. You know, you have here is a man that has put in the work for you, and um, I'm gonna you know from time to time just jump in. Ian has a site that's called Activation, and there's some products there. And I've been looking at it for a while, just looking at the quality of stuff and what they're doing and stuff like that. And uh, you guys that are listening, you need to get out there and buy some of these things. If you're interested in uh, walking on that path to healing, and healing is a, it's a journey. It's not going to happen instantaneously. Um, it is going to take time. Your body is polluted. So talk to us, Ian. Your body is polluted. You're now beginning to uh, relieve it of all of these different metals that are in there, and things began to happen. Talk to us as to what began to happen to you as you are now moving forward in the aspect of um, first you started to little nourishment, now you're talking about expelling all of that um, uh, stuff that is in there that is basically killing you. Talk to us about that process. Right. So yeah, the, the, the process involves a few different aspects. Uh, number one is finding out what was causing the pollution to start with. How did my body get mm -hmm. so filled up with all that stuff? And to make sure that there was no more activity around that that was going to proliferate that. And then how to yeah. safely detoxify because there's a lot of different ways of detoxing heavy metals. You can do intravenous EDTA, you know, you can do all of these um, chelations. There's all kinds of things you can do. And I could talk to you for the next two hours of all the things I learned about during that time. But all of those things have yeah. been displaced by the further knowledge that I, that I was able to get into as things got simpler and more definitive. So, for example, yeah. if I were to go back 19 years to myself in 2004 with the knowledge I have today, mm -hmm. I would not do most of the things <clears throat> that I had to do to go through that journey of learning, going from mm -hmm. good to great to greater to greatest, because the greatest mm -hmm. showed up in the end. One of the yeah. things that I, that I had this suspicion this would be going back 15 years now from now. And I was, it was in the evening. I remember sitting in the living room on the couch and I was just thinking about all this stuff. And then like, wow, is it ever a lot of money? It's so much money mm -hmm. to be able to go and buy the organic food and to, to buy the supplements and to do all these programs and to find out about technology. I had no idea how much really it was going to be. It, it ends up being a massive yeah. amount of money mm -hmm. that's required. Yeah, sure. And I thought... Yep. What if, what if we find out that one day health is free? Well, that would yeah. be too good to be true. That's ridiculous. How could you be healthy for free? 
You know, I, I'm, I'm yeah. going through all these things and finding out all this new stuff. And the more I learned, the more it was, it was costing. Because then I would go, oh, I don't try that. And, and like something as simple yeah. as what you went through with the Manuka honey and the probiotics and the yeah. prebiotics to get rid of the H. pylori and C. diff is another yeah. one that's a problem. And all these other different mm -hmm. things that people get all the way up to, you know, Crohn's disease and diverticulitis and IBS and leaky gut and all yeah. the things that, yeah. that are gut health related. It's actually really simple. And, yeah. and you saw results quickly and you felt it happen and you saw, because in the physical yep. world, seeing is believing. So yeah. to go through all those things that I did during that time is not of value once I learned the real things, the actual yeah. problem. So you know when people talk yeah. about going to a root cause, they yeah. say, oh, let's find the root cause. And so they go down in the onion layers to about halfway and they go, there's the root cause. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, mm -hmm. the root cause is many layers down. So as yeah. you keep going layers down and get to the core of the problem, the actual core root cause of why are we aging and dying, and you find out the actual truth, it turns out that it is even better than free. Yeah. So when I'm talking about free, I'm talking about time, energy, effort, mm -hmm. and money. So you, when you have less knowledge, you spend this much up here. It's quite a bit. Much mm -hmm. The more knowledge yeah. you get, the more it goes down. And, the more, and yeah. then the knowledge, and then there's this thing called the transfer of expense, time, energy, effort, and money, yeah. where as your knowledge goes up, this over here goes up because this is where you're supposed to be spending the time, energy, and money. And this goes down yeah. below there. And then you have this little bit here. It's actually better than free. And if you didn't know these things, you would have to continue to spend money over here. And so, and one of the, one of the biggest, most profound things that I have ever found out was when I finally stepped back because we had the time and the space and the resources, the funding to do the things that I needed to do yeah. to do the deep level research, to find out what the truth was is that I looked at the mainstream society of people who don't do health conscious things. They just live their life like everybody else around them. They go to the doctor, they get the cancer, heart disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, dementia, whatever, prostate cancer, ovarian cancer, whatever they get that kills them. And they just do what they're told until they're dead. And they, they, they are on a descent down until they pass away. And they have, they, they live, a, yeah. the longer they live, the more they suffer, the more they deteriorate until they finally die. If they don't get a disease that takes them out right away, there's a long descent down. And then I, I looked at the people who are health conscious. And I was shocked to find out that health conscious people they do have a better lifestyle. They don't, they're not poisoning themselves as much, but they're dying right around the same time. They only live around three to 5% longer. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. They're only three to 5% longer life. Mm -hmm. yeah. They have a better quality life, but they still die around the same time. So mainstream people, they live average 77. Some make it to hundred health conscious people. The average is around 81 years old and they, some make it to hundred, but that's it. And so I knew there was some massive piece of the puzzle that was missing that we were all missing. I just didn't know what it was because we don't know what we don't yeah. know. But because I had committed to doing whatever it takes and being open to the idea mm -hmm. that maybe it's free and, and maybe you could get to the point where you personally would learn how to support your body's ability to manage itself because the body can manage itself quite well. 
It just needs to be supported. The body also is designed to heal itself ongoing. And if we can tap into those things, then the body heals itself and it gets better and better. So that as you get older, you're getting better, stronger, faster, yeah. smarter, more agile, more mobile, right? More flexible, more powerful. Yeah. That's the truth. And I thought, well, that's the paradox yeah. because who's doing that? Everybody's getting yeah. weaker, having more brain fog, a poorer memory. They're getting more stiff. They're less mobile. They're not as strong. They're not as powerful until they're dead. And, and just look around you. Mainstream and health conscious yeah. people, same thing. So yeah. in November 1st, 2017, a gentleman sent me a link to a little video. And it was an interview of a man who had tapped into classical Chinese medicine, not traditional. People don't know what classical is. Most people have never even mm -hmm. heard of it. We've all heard of TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, herbs, acupuncture, yeah. tongue diagnosis, pulse diagnosis. We've all seen those things. That's the modern yeah. medicine in, in the Eastern world. You, Ayurvedic medicine from India, same thing. It requires skill, mm -hmm. diagnosis, yeah. and herbalist, real knowledge, real skill. And classical Chinese medicine deletes all that because it goes to the actual problem and, and it fixes it for free. I was like, okay, mm. so what is this? <laughs> this is, is this really true? Yeah. Well, the only way I'm going to find out if I actually yeah. apply to myself. And so I did. And my whole yeah. entire body started to change rapidly. One of the biggest changes was that all my injuries that I had got repaired. I had major injuries. I had a knee injury when I was 21 that, that basically disabled my knee. I could still walk and run once it healed, but it was crushed in an oil rig accident mm -hmm. from a firewall. It was a terrible experience. And I could never water ski or snow ski again for the rest of my life because any time that the knee would be twisted at all, it would blow up like a basketball. Yeah. Well, I found out exactly wow. how to heal that myself for no money. It took me eight five-minute treatments on my one knee to totally heal the knee. And my knee completely rebuilt back wow. with all the cartilage, all the stuff. And I have a perfect knee and I can snow ski and water ski or do whatever I want with this knee. It doesn't hold me back anymore. Yeah. That happened when I was 60 years old. Then wow. in 2022, I found out about two more things. And the, this was profound. I found out what was killing us and what is killing mm -hmm. us. It's not the food we're eating. It's not the flu we're drinking per se. It's what we're breathing. And you can't yeah. stop breathing. <laughs> you breathe 11,000 liters of air a day. Yeah. Every day as an adult. And what is in the air looks nice and clear to us. Hey, the nice fresh air, right? Mm -hmm. No. No. Oh, we got a big problem. And I can tell you what the problem is. Can you imagine if I told you this? insurmountable problem that guaranteed is killing all of us on time and that there was no no yeah. remedy there was no fix now you can have remedies that deal with the problem temporarily and then it comes back or you can fix the mm -hmm. problem permanently and then the problem is dealt with so either you yeah. like you mentioned earlier the pharmaceutical kingdom the medical kingdom <clears throat> is based upon people getting sicker as they get older 
<clears throat> needing more pharmaceutical mm-hmm. drugs for the trillions of dollars. And yeah. the more drugs they take, the sicker they become, and the more drugs they have to take yeah. until they got a whole plethora yeah. of things and they can talk at the coffee shop and brag yeah. about how many each one of these drugs are on in yeah. their 70s. Yeah. 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 And oh, Joe passed away. Oh, Bible, incredible, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, it's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's like a society thing. I call it the death yeah. culture. We are living in yeah. a death culture. Everyone expects to die, and they're they're fully accepting of that, and they they then they, they die on time or they die sooner. Now, <clears throat> what I'm getting to is what you're breathing, and this is mathematical, scientific, factual data, irrevocable factual data, not like hearsay or theory or I think or I believe. No, this is I know that I know that I know that I know, and you can you'll relate to it as soon as I tell you. So in the invisible world, particles are so small, you can't see them, smell them, or taste them. And the smaller the particles get in the pollution of the air you're, you're breathing, the more there are. If you take a laser light, a strong laser light, and you shine it right here, your naked yeah, eye see can see particles that are not microscopic. Because when it's microscopic, you can't yeah. see them with your naked eye. There are yeah. millions of particles everywhere you shine that light in every liter of air. There's millions of visible particles mm-hmm. called dust. And then below that are nanoparticles or microscopic particles. Mm-hmm. As soon as you go to the microscopic, you go micro, but your eye can't see that you can see with the microscope. Then you go nano, which is a thousand times smaller, nano. and pico, which is a thousand times smaller. Yeah. Now, I'll give you one example. We are breathing rubber dust 24-7. Why? Yeah. Because in the United States alone, and this applies to other countries in ratio, depending on how many vehicles are on the road, Mm -hmm. there's 10 billion pounds of rubber dust every year released into the atmosphere. How does the government measure that? They know the amount of tires being sold. They know the width of the treads, the amount of rubber on that tread, how many miles it takes to wear out, the size of that wheel. There's 18 in every truck, and every car has four. Mm -hmm. And they're spinning at 70 miles an hour on the highway, releasing nanoparticles of rubber, Plastics, epoxies, resins, metals, chemicals, 100% of the time. And they took helicopters and took samples all the way up and then looked at it under these nanoscopes. And they found out that the the rubber dust goes a mile and a half above every highway. It doesn't sit on the road anywhere. You can't see any rubber on the road. And it goes to the top of mountains, to the bottom of lakes. It goes over all the fields of all the plant life that is growing, organic or not. And these nanoparticles are coming into us 24-7. It's called particulate matter. That's just one item of a list of a thousand things that are polluting the air that we're living in, that we're breathing every day. You get brake dust. They're cremating 80% of the bodies in North America, burning the bodies to ash. When they do that, the ash is captured by the filter, but the nanoparticles and the chemicals and the off-gassing of that body being burnt is going right into the neighborhoods of every single city in this country. And we're breathing the accumulated waste of all the nano garbage that's coming off of these cremated bodies 24-7. I've only said three things. Those three things are enough to kill you. Because when they go in, they accumulate. They build up. Then people get their hips worn out and their knee wears out. They get hip replacements and knee replacements. The knees should never wear out. But because of these abrasives that you can't see or taste or smell, that you're breathing 11,000 liters of a day, it goes in and your body can't yeah. clean it out. 
but your body can clean it up, but your body can't clean it up because you don't know how to make your body supported to clean it out. Yeah. So when you think about what you do most in your life is you think more than anything. So you want to have true thinking, right? You have automated thinking where it takes 80,000 thoughts just to touch my index finger once to my thumb. That's a measurable thing Mm -hmm. on a computer. And I can sit here and wiggle my hands like that and talk and not even worry about it. We have quadrillions of thoughts. We breathe 11,000 liters of air a day and we pump hundreds of gallons of blood per day. The third thing we do most is we pump blood. Our blood Mm -hmm. brings in the oxygen to our cells and carries the nutrients from the food we eat to our cells to fuel our cells. The blood also picks up the CO2 waste material from the oxygen and then it picks up the the waste material from the nutrients, and then it expels it to the elimination system to go out the door. But what happens is everyone is dehydrating their bodies until they're dead. And the more you dehydrate yourself, the less blood you can produce. The less blood you can produce, the the more your body gets behind the curve and you start building up Mm -hmm. the accumulation. You get hardened arteries, you get stiff joints, things wear out. You fill with these nano particulate things that don't show up in x-rays mm-hmm. and yeah. it goes and you wear your body up. Now, if you could find out how to build clean blood every day where your blood system within one year would go in and scavenge all of that stuff you breathed up to this point, get it all out, get the accumulation out and you continue to produce clean blood every day until the, what you breathe today leaves today because you got ahead of the curve? Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Yeah, yeah. Would you? Oh, yeah. Right. And when you do that, yeah. your body stops aging because the only thing aging you is the particulate matter. Of course, you don't want to eat garbage food and genetically modified and glyphosate and all that stuff. We all yeah. know about that. But I know tons mm-hmm. of people who eat really clean. They drink lots of water every day. And they die right on time. Mm-hmm. Because the more water you drink, now you, this looks like a glass of water, right? Yeah. It's not a glass of water. I don't drink water. I stop drinking water. Mm. I use pure water as the base and I make what's called electrolytic fluid. If I drink pure yeah. water or water that is less salinity than a certain formula, then my body's salinity is going to donate to that and I'm going to pee it out of my system. If I drink electrolytic fluid that donates to me every day, that electrolytic fluid Mm -hmm. is the raw material my body produces clean blood. When I started doing this, everything changed. And it changed rapidly. I had an enlarged prostate. Within 90 days, my enlarged prostate was back to a normal size. I've been drinking tons of water before. I, I have the best water on earth, you know. Mine's vortexed, it's structured, <laughs> it's pure, it's optimized. It's, it's like yeah. fresh primordial water. It's killing me. <laughs> yeah. I stopped drinking it. Yeah. Go, to, go to the store and look at all the different waters in the store now. What do you see? Yeah. The best spring water from France, the best spring water from Fuji, mm-hmm. the best ever, Fiji, the best from everywhere, right? They're trucking water, putting it in bottles from all over the world. And the more people drink this water, the faster they're dying because it's yeah. dehydrating them. It's washing the precious salts. If you go into the Bible, Jesus said very clearly, he said, you are the salt of the earth. 
If the salt mm. loses its savor, it's discarded. Yeah. Right? Be salty. What, if I say I'm satiated, what am I telling you? I'm satisfied. Yeah. Well, the word satiation comes yeah. from electrolytes, salts. Mm-hmm. Which salts? Ocean salts. That used to be in the soil. But for thousands yeah. and thousands of years, distilled water called rain is washing on the soil and taking all the elements and, and stealing all the minerals that has gone into the water tables and out into the rivers and streams and tributaries and has gone to the ocean for thousands of years. The minerals have been gone for thousands yeah. of years. This is not a recent thing. Yeah. Everybody blames yeah. monocropping and World War II and chemicals. And <clears throat> that just exacerbates a, I know, a problem that's been there for thousands of years. Why did people live yeah. over 900 years in the antediluvian world before the flood? 960 some years for Methuselah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magnetic energy, minerals. We are magnetic mm-hmm. beings. You can measure the magnetic energy your body produces every day. There are toroidal fields. You're relying on the Earth's magnetic energy, which is now interrupted yeah. terribly by all the cell towers and microwaves and these smart technologies. And all we're walking yeah. in a sea of radiation all day long. And that's yeah. messing Let me ask you, with us. Yeah. That, let me ask you something. What... How did you get to your first, because you had mentioned earlier, and, I, and the reason why I brought you back was so that I can bring you back here. When you were talking about you had started to take something and your kids and all of your family were uh, working to produce it and bring it out, not produce it, to um, uh, put it in the format by which you can now uh, serve it to others. Right. How did you get to that product, Ian? And how did you, I know you're talking about salt and so forth, but how did you get there? What was it that led you there in your discovery? And you said, that's it. And then you guys began to extract it from its location and began to put it in a format by which um, we can have access to all the other folks outside of your family. And Mm -hmm. I know you did, as you mentioned, you took the money and began to do some research to find out and expand more. But what was that first one and how did you get there? Well, what I was doing is I was going on Google and I was finding, I was searching about cancer because of this tumor I had. Mm-hmm. And so I ran into this thing uh, from a company in the US. It was called Forever Green or, or um, no, no, it wasn't Forever Green. It was something like that. It, 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 yeah. And they had this product there was a marine phytoplankton put into juice and they had this testimony of a guy who was growing the phytoplankton in Vancouver who claimed mm-hmm. that he had terminal cancer. He was so full of cancer they couldn't do any surgery. It was some kind of a lung yeah. cancer. And he started eating this raw marine phytoplankton from the trough that he was making it in because he was making it for yeah. an aquaculture for feeding uh, shellfish. Mm-hmm. So marine phytoplankton is a, like the base food for yeah, the whole ocean. Yeah. And, yeah. and he just started, he just was inspired. He started consuming it. He said within 14 yeah. weeks, there was not a trace of cancer left in his body. So it sounded to me like it was the cure for cancer. But yeah. they couldn't say it was a cure for cancer. He just said that yes. that was his testimony. Yeah. Well, this multi-level marketing company bought him out. And mm-hmm. they bought that production and they, they put this marine phytoplankton in this, in this juice that they were selling the bottles for yeah. like $70 a bottle. 
And I yeah. saw this testimony, I saw the video, and I, oh, I want to buy some of that. So <laughs> I bought a case of four bottles for $70 mm-hmm. each. And this distributor yeah. connected me up and got me signed up, and I bought these bottles. I get them in Canada. They had to ship yeah. them from the States at the time. They weren't available up here. So I had to have a special shipping thing to get them up here because I'm in Canada. Yeah. And I looked at, I, I opened the bottle, and I looked at it, and it had 37 milligrams of marine phytoplankton in the bottle, in a dose, 37 yeah. milligrams. Well, that's nothing. A milligram is yeah. a thousandth of a gram. And this, in the testimony, the guy looked yeah. like he was eating grams of it, right? And I'm like, yeah. 37 milligrams? So I thought, well, I want to get the whole thing. I just drank the whole bottle, <laughs> $70 bottle, <Yeah>. down that. <laughs> and, and I felt nothing other than a big sugar rush. Right? And I yeah. phoned the guy up and I go, I said, how come there's only 37 milligrams? I don't understand. He goes, what do you mean? That's mm-hmm. twice what it was a year ago. There was only 18 milligrams a year ago. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what is wrong with this picture? Am I going to have to drink like 100 gallons of, of this juice that I don't want to drink? <laughs> like, where can I get yeah. oh, no, You can't get the phytoplankton. You can't get it direct. No, so this is the only way they have it now. They own the facility. So that yeah. was a big turnoff. So I went yeah. to bed, woke up the next morning. And when I woke up in the morning, I thought, I'm just going to get on Google and I'm going to find out. I, I typed in bulk raw marine phytoplankton. That's it. Mm-hmm. And this website yeah. came up and it said Gesundheit was the name of the company. It was in Vancouver. Yeah. It was a kid, mm-hmm. a young man who had worked yeah. for that guy who had the testimony about the whole cancer thing. And yeah, he had yeah. been left that company because it got sold out to this multi-level marketing company. They diluted it way down. Mm-hmm. And he had gone to yeah. Europe because he was so frustrated with this whole thing. He went to Europe and found yeah. out that there are producers in Europe, very specific producers, two of them, who were making this raw marine phytoplankton and they were dehydrating it into powder. And he bought it from them, brought it to Canada and was selling this powder. So I was like, nice. I, so now he was three hours behind me right because he's pacific i'm eastern so i had to wait till 11 o'clock in the morning before he answered the phone and so he answers the phone as, and I, I told him you know what had happened and what i was interested in and what is this stuff and he goes well you know you just buy some from me so i actually bought a kilogram of that from him it was very expensive it was all the money i could pull together to buy this kilogram and i was and i started taking the powder but the powder was freeze-dried i wanted something that was fresh because freeze dry is not fresh and it has a shelf life. But anyway, this stuff actually made me feel good. And so I started telling some people around the Toronto area about it and just friends. And they were interested and they bought a little bit and they thought it was pretty cool. But then I wanted to find out, could I get access to the fresh harvested marine phytoplankton? And would they, and then this guy, the, the problem is there's no shelf life. Anyone that has been listening to us, uh, Ian and I talking about, I'm going to bring him back. Um, because of the information that he has to, he has in his mind, and he has uh, lived, and he, he he knows about because you and I need it. And uh, those of you that are sick, I have someone that can help you, and I'm going to provide all of Ian's information so that you can have access to him because that is the main thing. Um, Self love includes um, getting the body healed. It's not just about just the spiritual aspect. Self-love is about the whole self, and Eon is here to help us 
with the physical aspect of ourselves so that we can grow um, also with the uh, spiritual aspect of the self. Uh, so I want you just to focus right here about that um, our conversation. And then, Ian, you can run out and close because I know you do have a busy schedule. And I want to thank you so much for coming with us here at Threads of Enlightenment. Yes, yeah, so we, we can just uh, recap on The Ocean is Alive. The Ocean is Alive was formulated in 2007 by taking fresh marine phytoplankton that had all the life energy of that cell, which is massively full of nutrition, micro and nanonutrients, and stabilized in a 100 times strength sea mineral liquid. It stabilizes, it keeps it fresh mm. permanently. We have bottles that are 15, 16 years old that are still fresh as the day they were made, which is remarkable. So wow. the shelf life is stabilized. And there's no chemical mm -hmm. preservatives of any kind. It's all naturally done. So when people take it into their system, it helps to hydrate the body. It provides brain nutrition. And the brain is in the head, the heart, and the gut. And it just gives mm -hmm. people all kinds of benefits without having to take a stimulant. So when they're using the Oceans Alive, they get a big amount of energy. You can take it throughout the day instead of having a coffee. Because there's no stimulants. Yes. And it gives you real energy. Yeah. And so that builds up what I what I say it it charges your battery up, so you have reserve battery mm -hmm. charge. So when you if you get a little bit of a lull, you can tap right into that energy again and keep going. So it's a profound product. It is our hero product. It's the thing that founded the company, and it's gone full circle to understand the depth of how much benefit this brings. We were just simply not taking enough of it 15 years ago, 16 years ago. Now yeah. I understand the amount. So when you take the amount, then you can produce clean blood all day long, which then washes out all the stuff that you're breathing. So this is this is an absolute godsend. I believe that God inspired this whole thing, that there was no coincidences, yes. that everything was in a divine order, and, and that we were given this to share with the world. And people, as they find out about it, and they get it into their system, they'll find out the, the huge upgrades that happen physically and for longevity because the older we get, the more valuable we become. And, you know, back in Bible days, yeah. in the Old Testament, 900-year-old people were teaching 600-year-olds, 300-year-olds, and 100-year-olds. <laughs> and we, we barely have anybody yep. over 70 years. Right. Us, right? Absolutely so, right. Yeah. So it's about quality of life. Really yeah. having a high quality so, of life today. So um, those, but those that are listening, I know that Ian has to run, and he, he is on a tight schedule, and I thank him for it. Uh, Ian, I want to thank you for coming to Threads of Enlightenment. We have to do this again. And um, those that are listening, get to his um, his store. I'm going to give you all of that information and I need you guys to go and get healthy because I know I'm going there as well and I'm going to send quite a few of my friends and family because I know that some of my family are dealing with health issues, serious stuff. Mm -hmm. And I am glad that Ian is here. I do not believe in coincidence i uh god showed me that there's no such thing it is his plan um, because the scripture says i know the plans i have made for you so that means that there's a series of plans that is happening in our lives it's not coincidence and so i want to thank you beyond so much from the bottom of my heart because this has been very good for me personally and i know it will bring much help to my family as well and i thank you for coming to president enlightenment well, thank you, Ken. God bless you and appreciate all the work you're doing. Thank you so much.